This is the final word, T20 World Cup Daily Day 12, I'm going to say 12. I think it is, yes. I'm feeling 12. Um, Jeff Lemon, Adam Collins with you. The show brought to you by Seabus Super, making hard work pay off. Well, it paid off for a couple of cricket teams today and it didn't pay off for a couple of others. Uh, India played Netherlands and uh, South Africa played Bangladesh. So first, we're going to rip into the second of those games. Adam, what happened? India-Netherlands, 30 seconds. Yeah, Sydney Cricket Ground India won the toss and batted Rohit Sharma, made a half-century, albeit not out of the blocks in rapid form. They were 53 from nine overs, but they made 126 runs at 11.5 and over thereafter, which meant they got up to 179 for two. Coley, 60-odd not out. SKY made his half-century from the final ball of the innings, bringing it up with a big six. Then Netherlands in reply. They were stuffed in the power play, 27 for two. A wicket maiden for Booby, one of two maidens he sent down in the first six. Netherlands had no chance. So bowled out. Well, they weren't bowled out. They were nine down for 123 in the 20th over, which mm-hmm. meant that India win their second game by 56 runs. Do you think SKY will get sponsored by a vodka brand and add a second Y? Maybe, you know, Surya Kumar, Yadav, Yadav? Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember watching his uh, international debut a couple of years ago in the T20 format, uh, bouncing out of a couple of excellent seasons in the IPL. And, and the word on the street from our friends in India was that this guy could mm. be the best player in the world in this form of the game. And on the evidence of what we've seen, you know, against South Africa recently, when he was extraordinary in the last five overs of one win there, and tonight just getting that chance to get his teeth stuck into the tournament, mm-hmm. um, I can't wait to see him round the country. We're back in Melbourne, by the way, Jeff. We should oh, yeah. say if you're watching the YouTube version, our, my, our check shirts were was such a uh, was such a hit last night that I'm wearing my other uh, Melbourne flannel check mm-hmm. shirt uh, here this evening. We're actually on Smith Street, which is I think Time Out described it. It might be another website. I think it was Time Out. The coolest street in the world, which is where I'm staying um, this week. I got my hair cut today by Kizzy down at um, Kenneth Jeffries, where we had your hair cut uh, a, right. couple, a couple of years ago and had on, the final word shaved into the back of your, back of your bonds. Yeah, you can find that. It's still up, it's still up on YouTube. Yeah. So uh, Kenneth Jeffries is the joint. If you yeah. want to go down and get uh, words, don't ask her to shave words into your head. She was like, I don't like doing this. I'm going to reluctantly do it for you idiots. It was I the night of the, the Sydney drawn yeah. test, wasn't it? When, yeah. when the great escape with, mm. uh, with uh, who was that? Ashwin. Hanuma Vahari with a tall yeah. hamstring in Ashwin. What with the wonderful phrase. Hanuma Vahari. No, yeah, Ashwin. Ashwin's back was gone and, and uh, Vahari's hamstring. That's it? right. Had yeah. the hammy left, yeah. So, so Good look, memories on the YouTube final word page a long time ago, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a long time for YouTube, which we, well, we haven't been on for that long, but but, but that was right back at the beginning. Um, for the Dutch, it felt like one of those games where, look, if, if, you're, if there's a, that much of a power imbalance between the two teams, then the team, the, the Batland team, needs everything to go right. And, and that happened for Ireland against England the first half of both innings. And Netherlands had this... It, it was almost there for a bit. There was the drop catch off Rohit Sharma. There was the the edge, the six that just carried over deep third and, and carried for six when it could have been caught. Just those little moments where you're like, well, if that went their way and that went their way, then maybe they would have been able to apply pressure. And they did apply pressure up until almost the halfway mark of, of the innings. I mean, India couldn't score quickly up until the end of the ninth over. That was 50-odd by the end of the ninth over. Yeah. And then it was the quality of India's batting that told. Then it was Kohli and SKY doing the thing that they do so well and just 
putting the foot down so hard that the Dutch heads were spinning. Yeah, doing that thing they do, the wonders, uh, mm. the Oneidas. Um, there's a niche 90s film reference for you. Tom yeah. Hanks, if you're watching. Um, Tom Hanks, you very much. Uh, the, yeah, well, look, K.O. Rahul's out early, right? Uh, Van Beeker, and again, he's got a number of players out league before in his tournament. They don't review it. And you're right. I mean, the squeeze was on. You go through uh, the power play overs. There was yep. two off Pringle. There was four off the leader, five off Klaassen, and four off Van Beeker. Van Meeker and, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, four of the six overs were tidy. One big one in there, too. Um, Rohit Sharma is dropped in the fifth over. Tim Pringle, who's been our boy with the glasses. Yeah, but, yeah. And it was probably the easiest of the chances the Dutch have dropped. I think Deke Nanders made this point on commentary that they've dropped a few chances, but that was probably the most straightforward. And you could see his yeah. exasperation in his face. He knew what a big moment that could be, dropping Rohit and what, what, what might play out. And so it did. It was over number 11. Uh, they take... Uh, 11 off Pringle there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it was over 10 first before the halfway mark. It was Rowett taking on the leader. That six over fine leg. On another day, that's taken on the boundary, but mm-hmm. just carries into the crowd. Enough pace there from the young gun from Holland. And then they start putting the foot down. It's big over after big over. Every over seemingly is double digits. They're going at 11 and a half. And Coley, who to that point is able to play the anchor, going at a strike rate of roughly 100. He shifts through the gears and he's got the best possible finisher with him. We've already talked about Surya Kumar Yadav, but um, the way that he in the last three or four overs was able to dominate the strike, clear the ropes on three occasions. It Mm -hmm. didn't really matter what the Dutch were doing because the Indian batters in the top three or four, they are so conditioned to speeding up in the last four or five overs due to the IPL. They play so much short-form, high-quality T20 cricket that mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're getting it right. They have so many options. They're so versatile. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's that There's that lack of knowing exactly how to bowl to players in that sort of mood with that many um, that many weapons at their disposal. Um, a good night for Coley, 62 not out. So that means if you look at Coley's bogey team, the Dutch. Well, it's been the Dutch. In one-day international cricket, he averages over 50 against everybody except... Pakistan, 48 and a half. England's about 43, 44. And the Dutch, really? 12. 12. Averages 12 against the Dutch Who in one day cricket. Tendo? I'm sure he's only played them once. But look, <laughs> let's not ruin stats by getting too deep into it. He averages 12 against the Dutch, and, and he'd never played them in T20 cricket. So now he doesn't have an average against them in T20 okay. cricket because he was 62 not out. So he's still cumulatively across all the formats averaging 12 because he's um, he doesn't have an average in T20s. Can we talk about Boovey? Uh, Please. You know, Boovey is a guy who seemingly is injured for half the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he plays, he's unhittable most of the time. He's always the, the first name, well, from the bowling perspective on the team sheet. In the Indian <clears throat> T20 side, even if he falls himself, finds himself rather out of favour in test cricket, and even occasionally one-day yeah. cricket, he's not always in the best 11. But, but he's T20 also the cricket. first one targeted by a lot of fans. As soon as it doesn't, as soon as he's had <laughs> a bad game they go oh too slow not quick too enough slow yeah nah can't do it too slow um and then he comes back and dominates yeah well, well vikram singh tonight didn't have an answer so uh, he, he tried to smash him out the ground a couple of times got nowhere near it not in mm. the same postcode and mm. vikram singh will improve by the way he's what 19 years of age had one good game in the tournament against namibia i think it was yep he'll have better days and he'll be better for this experience but he was out to uh, booby bold playing on all over it at the start of his second day. But yep. back-to-back maidens, I pulled out this stat from CrickBuzz that read that um, Bhuvanesh Wakuma is now bowled nine, eighth and ninth tonight, nine maiden overs in T20 international cricket. Right. Only one other man has bowled, bowled nine maidens in this form, uh, Jasper Boomer, who's not wow. available for this tournament. So it gives you, again, some sense of what an effective bowler he's been at the top for so long. Mm. Two overs, two maidens, one for none. Mm. And from there, 
I mean, really, the, the depth of the Dutch, which has been a, a selling point. They've, they've been able to do it tough in tight chases in the qualifying stage. But yep. where do they go? Who do they attack? Do they go at Ashwin? Mm. Do they go at Akshar Patel? Do they mm. go at Mohamed Shami? Mm. No one's going to give them any latitude at this stage of a game. Yeah, well, if you're Iftikhar Ahmed, you can go at Akshar Patel. But okay. it's it's a little more difficult when you're chasing, you know, nigh enough to 200. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's such a big total and the way that wickets fell was exactly the way you expect wickets to fall pretty much everybody just bombing to the outfield you know coming in poking around for a couple of overs bombing one to deep mid wicket yeah. or deep backward square exactly. or hitting one straight up in the air that comes down and, and gets caught about two meters from the stumps because they just had to swing hard sweet chariot um and the indians came to carry them home yeah that's right so ashwin um gets a couple of wickets in there booby finishes with two for nine from three shammy gets in the book uh, and uh, and Ashtek picked up Ashtek 27 got, mm-hmm. the, um, got the uh, got the last wicket, got the last one more got the last two last in two. consecutive right. balls um, more on that in the Hall of Fame oh, okay mm-hmm. no no I'll, I'll take that on notice but yeah okay. so uh, the Dutch I, I guess we're getting towards the end of their tournament we've watched a lot of them we've spoken a lot about them they'll keep yep. playing through this group stage but it feels like we've reached that state that 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 point you can often see in a tournament where sure. a team can come out of the blocks well and yep. what a great triumph it was making the main draw. A lot needed to go right on that final night at Geelong and so it did mm-hmm. um, with Namibia losing to the UAE. But I, mean, I don't expect they're going to be a giant killer. They don't have that energy about them at the moment. But they've got to use this little window ahead of them now. Players like Max yeah. O'Dowd, who is world-class. Yep. Paul Van Meeker and his bowling in the 140s. Baz Delita, who should play fat franchise cricket around the world. If you're a BBL club, you should sign up Baz Delita now because, you know, get him. Mm. Invest in him. Why mm. not? Vikram Singh, we've already talked about before, but players like maybe uh, Tom Cooper mm. will be playing in his last World Cup. Colin Ackerman hasn't played an awful lot since starting with the Dutch in 2019. Yep. I'm not sure whether he'll be part of their plans in the future, although I think he probably top scored yep. tonight. So, you know, they've got but to make know, a few decisions about the future here as well. They, and they're, they're yet to play Zimbabwe. They'll have Pakistan um, and they'll have South Africa, which could be a grudge match because of, you know, at least for the South African-born yep. players who are in the Dutch side as well. So you never know. I mean, they... They may still pull a rabbit out of the hat at some stage. They've still got three games to play and they've got to have that mentality. I think this would have been the one of all of them where they would have assumed they were going to get bashed up. And they did get bashed up, but they didn't get completely put to the sword. No, because, well, you go back to that first nine overs, plenty to draw from there. They, you know what? They just keep the stumps in play all the time. They, they yeah. just, you know, in, By contrast to England yesterday in the power play, by the way, who who barely had the stumps in play and paid the price for it. But they backed themselves and they've got a method yeah. taking pace off the ball that works for them. And they did bat out their overs, which isn't for nothing, considering yeah. at one point they were 70 for 7 or, or something like yeah, that. And, and Meekerin hits three fours at the end. And, and you know, that last over was expensive as well. They, they took runs from it. So India go top of the group. Two from two, um, South Africa have that shared match, that, that one yep. point um, when they weren't able to play out the win against Zimbabwe. So, But India still have a lot of work to do because they've got South Africa to come and that's going to be a challenging contest and they've got Bangladesh to come. So they've still got a, you know, a couple of reasonably tough games and Zimbabwe have been really good on occasion um, in the just in the last few games like they've got they've well in the in the last year or two as well they've got some momentum going into it so it's not like oh India's two from two they qualified sure they've got yeah. work to do no they do they've got three four members and South Africa are playing bloody well well let's like, go to them good. so South Africa played Bangladesh in the first game at the SCG today yep. Jeff you do that in 30 seconds and we'll move on all right, Temba Bavuma out in the first over, and then Quentin de Kock and Riley Russo went absolutely bananas. They put on a 168 record partnership in all T20 World Cups. 
Um, uh, Quentin de Kock got out for a 50. Riley Russo made a ton and got out late. Uh, they were able to slow it down in the last five overs. The Bangladeshis, Sumusako came out and went um, ballistic off the first over. They were 29 for none off a couple of overs, and then it all went horribly wrong. They couldn't cope with Anrik Norkia, who took three wickets in quick time, three for four at one stage, uh, and it all fell away from there. They got nowhere close, Bangladesh. No, they got bowled out. All out for 101, halfway through the 17th over. Yes, Sumiasaka, which is one of the more satisfying names in cricket to say, like uh, Ricardo Vasconcelos. Sumiasaka comes out of the blocks in that chase. And I dared to dream for a couple of moments. We saw the way that Shanto batted the other day. And Mossadegh up the list today. I saw Mossadegh was carded at six, not eight. They finally are listening to me, Bangladesh cricket. But Mm -hmm. yeah, the fact that they they shelled 205 for five. And Riley Rousseau, I watched him bat a lot in the English summer for Somerset, where he dominated the Vitality Blast. And um, it's a good story, really, because remember that Riley Rousseau. So he left the South African setup to become Colpac just when he was becoming mm. a true star of the white ball game. He made a couple of hundreds against Australia in the one day tour of 2016. And, yep. it felt, and he played in that World Cup in 2015 in Australia and mm. New Zealand. And it felt like he was ready to be a senior white ball player. And he took the money. Mm. He went to play county cricket. But now the fact that, well, uh, you can't the do that EU, anymore. The, the EU no longer is the jurisdiction that the UK are in. Uh, it's opened the door for players like Riley Rousseau right. to return to international colours. And, and on days like today, um, I'm, I'm so pleased that's the case because he's still clearly a superstar. But on his day, the way he hits the ball, it's right up there with the top handful in the world. Yeah, and look, it's unsubtle the way he goes about it. So pretty much what happened was he murdered the spinners and he climbed into anything that was short from the quicker bowlers. He's so good off the back foot. But he also, anything that was not really short but just kind of on a length he was just baseballing it he was just hitting straight you know back past the bowler over the bowler so hard I mean frighteningly you know you don't want to be a bowler if you're like you're getting lined up so he's not you know he's not gracefully caressing cover drives or playing a lot of scoops or whatever it is he's basically just standing there and t-balling it anything that he can get on any sort of length back down the ground or, or over the leg side it was unsophisticated if but it was very very effective and a pretty good dance partner in Quinton de Kock who, yeah. who was left stranded in that chase the other day where you know, I still think the more I thought about it Jeff your your point from the other night um, was contested in the comments I think mm-hmm. that that is just that if they'd lost wickets in that fourth or fifth over it wouldn't have affected their target anyway that's a moot point the the um the, I only raised I that think to they say would that, still have been ahead of their target yeah but that doesn't mean well, but once you reach your target you know anyway this was this was being um delved into in, in the comments yeah, but if, Kock, you've, if if, if it were if it were redone to be a five over target, but at that point it was a seven over target. So yeah. Decock was what forty four not out or something ridiculous in that yeah. game. Picked up from where he left off, sixty three from thirty eight, three sixes. They put on hundred and sixty eight in about thirteen and a half overs. At the point Decock gets out, mm-hmm. um, it looks like. Well, just before he gets out, it mm-hmm. looks like these two are going to whack them through to two twenty, two thirty, two forty, something like oh, that. Oh yeah, I mean they're but, they're well on track. He he ends up sixty three off thirty eight, and he's the anchor. He, yeah. He's just chilling out at the other end for the most point. I've said nice things about Riley Rousseau. Uh, I'll just I'll just balance that a wee bit. Okay. I think Rousseau's on 96 when Decock gets out, uh, and he takes four overs, I think it is, to get to 100. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he was endeavouring to change the way he batted. It's just the mind games of um, getting to three figures. Well, can, it, can, it, it can kind of mean that all the planning and all the preparation and all the yeah. analytics that go into yeah. T20 cricket, when you've got a personal milestone, uh-huh. it it, 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 affect, it the clarity of thought seems to go out the window. Yep. And it's a shame because 
it, it lends itself to criticism when it was such a wonderful innings. I wish that we weren't talking about it, but it does stand out because they only get the 205 when they were on track for probably a lot more. Exactly, and they had Tristan Stubbs come out and it affected yeah. him as well. He, he yeah. was yeah. not quite sure what to do, whether he should be looking for singles. They were little ones being dabbed into the offside and the onside when you're in the last five overs of a T20. That's not Tristan Stubbs' job. And there were other times when he was trying to hit big but finding uh, the boundary riders along the floor. I mean, it, it, it was also back-to-back hundreds for Riley Russo because yes, he made was, one yeah. in, his, in his previous outing as well. So... I mean, that's a pretty rare achievement, but 29 for three off the last five overs, they end up losing because Markram comes out and he can't get one out of the He's trying to play those little reverse yeah, he's trying to lap things from his, but not from like down on the ground, from like yeah. around armpit height. It, it seems like just, Doesn't work. just fucking whack it, mate. Four for 35 from the last 34 deliveries. So they were, they were barely going at a runner ball for the last five and a half overs yeah. of a game in which they had dominated for the first yeah. 15. And it just didn't add up. It didn't make sense. And I think it was the 100. I think that did throw people off. So, yeah, you know, it's not um, it's not only in England where the 100 is ruining cricket. <laughs> uh, Mustafiza only conceded 25 from his four overs. It's a note for him. Yeah. In, 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 amongst the carnage, a guy who oh. made his name in the IPL four or five years ago now mm-hmm. would have been Mustafiza. And he's played in a number of global tournaments. But, you know, just when Tuscan Ahmed looked like he was going to be the attack leader, mm-hmm. Mustafiza's like, oh, hang on. Hang on, mate. I'm, I'm the guy with the tricks. But Hold yeah, up. Bangladesh beaten. That's and, the biggest result in, in, the, in the tournament so far by runs, 104 runs. So oh, yeah. Bangladesh's run rate um, gets um, given a, a thrashing. The so they'll need to win. Even though they did win their first game of the Super 12s against the Dutch a couple of days yeah. ago, yeah. they're already in that situation where if they lose another game, they're probably cooked. And, and uh, Shakib Al-Hassan as captain. Look, maybe I'll do his game in the Hall of Fame as well. Okay. Let's go to that. Okay, well, I'm ready to do that if you are. Jeff, we're going to go to the final word Hall of Fame for Seabus Super making hard work pay off. This is where we choose the most final word moment of the day. Um, we've been going through since we've had Seabus back on board, and God bless them for uh, being with the final word, seabussuper.com.au. Um, where they fit in with the world for those who haven't been with us for a long time. 8.88% average returns off over the last 38 years. That is a significant number. They've been around since 1984, member owned. Um, you know, we talked about their low fees because they reinvest all their money back to, to back to their members and, and their, mm-hmm. their seventy-four billion dollars of funds under management. What about their investment, Jeff? Because the, when they have the opportunity, such as it is with national savings, that's what superannuation is to invest more generally in the economy and in the community. But they don't just invest in anything willy-nilly. Mm. Yeah, they have uh, an ethical <laughs> investment framework, and it just means that they try not to invest in horrible stuff that. Uh, hurts people, which is nice. It's nice to know that, you know, your retirement isn't like wrapped up in the arms industry or yeah. like big tobacco or that kind of thing. Well, specifically, they don't uh, get involved in the production of controversial weapons or tobacco products and they consider environmental, social and governance risks and opportunities when making investments decisions. It's part, one of the myriad reasons why we love working with cbussuper.com.au. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. And you should consider getting your super sorted out as well. If you haven't got your super sorted, do it today. Supersuper.com.au. Jeff, you've got nominations. Shakib Al-Hassan captaining uh, two left-handers at the crease going super califragilisticexpialidocious. And he was like, I'm just going to wait till one of them gets out until I come on and bowl. Um, And it didn't happen. And it didn't happen. And it didn't happen. And eventually he had to come on and bowl. 21 off the over, including a no-ball six. The no-ball six has been a bit of a bit of a theme in this World Cup so it has, far. Yeah. And he, he threw one into the bucket. And then when he came out to bat, and we didn't give Anrik Nokia enough love before, he, he got clocked at 154 k's an hour during today's game. Wow. He was... Because well, he took three wickets in two overs at yeah. the start, didn't he? He took one first with his first yeah. ball. Um, he got the edge behind of 
Sumisako, who just didn't really know where it was and was just poking at it. Then he smashes over the stumps of Shanto, and then he comes back and gets Shakib LBW. And that's, that's the other bit of Shakib's day. Fair way outside leg stump, doesn't review it, just walks off, and then sees it on the TV in the dressing room as he goes in. Um, and and he, smashes the shit out of the dressing room yeah, with pre- his bat, I hope. Pre- well, I think so, but we, we only saw him in the dugout. But if you're a left-hander and you've got a right armour firing one in at you and it's hitting you on the pad, there's a pretty good chance it's hitting outside the line, it's pitched outside the line of leg stump. So maybe should have had a look at it, but also he was busy falling over with his head way outside mm. off stump. So how is the player supposed to know whether that's right or wrong? It's another reason why DRS in the hands of the players, in my opinion, doesn't work because by the time he was off the ground, we knew that that wasn't out. Good point. I like it. Two, two nominations from me. One I've already gone through. It was Boovie's Maiden and Wicket Maiden in consecutive mm-hmm. overs. The second, we touched on it, but Tim Pringle, um, it was such a relate because he looks like a club cricketer. And that's no disrespect to the kid, by the way. Serious player. I like mm-hmm. Tim Pringle. I think he'll play a lot of international cricket. He'll, he'll take loads of wickets. I expect to see him on the franchise circuit soon enough as well. Um, but you know that, that, that sense when you've dropped a catch? At international level, they try and hide it well. Mm. You know, they, they're clapping the next ball. They're, they're, they're encouraging the bowler. They're, mm-hmm. they're trying to not have that shot yep. on an ISO cam of them mouthing to themselves, yep. oh, my God. And that's what Tim Pringle does. He goes, oh, my God. About three minutes later, you know, he, he looked like a club cricketer. It felt like club cricket. Uh. And, and it, thus, I, I felt a kinship with him yep. at that particular moment. Um, and my last one is uh, the Arshdeep Singh saga. The... <laughs> When he comes up, he takes a wicket. Great film. He um, he, uh, he he pitches very full um, and hits the toe of who did he hit the toe of? Can't remember who he was bowling to at this point. Long review. The review takes a real long time. Was there an inside edge? All the rest of it. And by the time it came, Van Beek, Van, Van Beek, Logan Van Beek. Um, by the no, time, sorry, it was Klassen League before. Oh, My apologies, you I misled you. you. You've misled me. Um, if you want to pronounce it differently, so. Blows Klaassen's boot off. By the time the decision comes through, Ashdeep Singh is back down on the boundary because that was the last ball of his over. He's back down getting a drink because he thinks it's going to be given, not out. Right. Then he turns around and sees it on the screen and goes, oh, and it falls to his knees. And so then he comes back to bowl the last over of the game and he's on a hat-trick, which he didn't expect to be on. And he bowls a horrible delivery way down the leg side. That sort I was of, wondering about the hat-trick. Cause was, was the hat-trick... Uh, in the middle of that, was there, a, was there a wide or a no ball? I feel like no. it was two consecutive... Yeah, okay. two, two wickets, and then um, and then he was on a hat trick and and absolutely butchered it, um, and, then, and then and then got pounded <laughs> off the remaining five balls of the over. So you know, sometimes it rains, sometimes the sun's out. You never know. The great leveler, our final word, Hall of Fame, is brought to you by Seba Super, making your hard work pay off. Uh, we should wrap it up here. We're back in Melbourne tomorrow. Well, the games are back in Melbourne. I'll be honest with you. It has rained all day today. Mm-hmm. La Nina is taking effect and the day before and the day before. Um, don't get angry, though. Don't say they shouldn't have World Cups in Australia in October. This is an unusual weather event. La Nina, you can't schedule tournaments based on that happening. Yeah. That would be yeah. nonsense. So, If you want to get angry, get angry at Spanish children because that's who that weather pattern is named after. And presumably they're behind it somehow. I don't know what they're up to, but it's something. Yes, so uh, we'll, we'll be at the Melbourne Cricket Ground tomorrow for Afghanistan and Ireland, followed by the elimination final of sorts, Australia yeah. and England. If you want to get your hair done, Kenneth Jeffries down the road here, why not? Why wouldn't you want to come yeah. uh, to Smith Street? Visit melbourne.com. We don't talk about them during this show, but why not? Or you could just, why not? Or you just ride around in the rain wearing your <laughs> rain visor like me so that you don't get rain in your glasses. That's what this is for. All right. Um, it's, it's very useful. And then it doesn't matter what your hair looks like because it's wet. Thanks for watching. Patreon.com forward slash The Final Word. If you really like what we do and you want to contribute to our other shows that we make, there are many of them. 
YouTube, Instagram, all the other places you can follow us. And we'll mm-hmm. do it all again tomorrow. Final word daily, day 12, done. Later, dudes. So you know what I meant here. I had to go.